0: going to Brentwood, New Jersey.
1: New Jersey.
0: Shout out to our Jersey folks.
1: Shout out to our Jersey folks. We have so many.
0: We have a lot of Jersey
1: folks. Jersey. This week we
0: are doing the 1946 film The Killers. <gasps> what? Da, da, da. It is a film noir. Ooh. Universal, black and white joint.
1: Now, Ma, do you know what film noirs are? I
0: know that noir is black. (gasps) Schwarz. So I'm thinking that they are like dark films.
1: They are Hollywood crime dramas from the early 40s to the late 50s. They are known for their cynical attitudes and sexual motivations.
0: There you go. That's why I picked
1: it. Their black and white visual style with roots in German expressionist cinematography.
0: I had no idea my ancestry would come into this. Ah,
1: yeah.
0: Ah, jawohl. Ooh, 46, not a good year for my ancestors.
1: Well, this was, it was made in, um, um... it was made in, um, well, no, 46. Your ancestors are here. You're American.
0: I know, but the people back home. Well, know. you know,
1: they should have got caught hunting rabbits on the king's land as well. and got booted from the country.
0: That's why, yeah. And she married below her class. Wah, wah.
1: You fix that, though. I will marry above my class. Thank That's you very right. much. That's right,
0: baby. That's right.
1: I'm moving on. We're white trash went up.
0: We have Burt Lancaster and our first Burt movie.
1: And is this our first Ava? I believe it is our first Ava I believe Garner Garner it's our first
0: movie. Ava Garner.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And because I'm an educator, it is based on an Ernest Hemingway story.
1: A, a short story from 1927.
0: Uh, disclaimer. I I got kind of lost because there are a lot of plot twists. So, Aaron's going to help us out with that. Tell us the particulars about the killers.
1: All right. Here are the particulars. Directed by, oh man, I don't know how to say this guy's last name. Uh, Oh, Robert. So, you've never heard
0: of him, right?
1: Robert Siodomak. S I O D M A K.
0: do we know a nationality? It's German. Or that?
1: He's German. He is. He is oh. German. He was actually though born in the United States. Fun fact: to German parents who were here visiting on holiday. I was a little bit kind of like, hmm, that seems interesting to me that you would go on holiday when you're about to drop a baby. But you know,
0: so no, they did that. They, he's like my. My uncle was born in Germany when they were showing up, showing off the firstborn that was born here.
1: Oh, well, I was going to say that this Robert guy is like the opposite of me. I was born in Germany with American parts. I was made in Germany with American parts, and he was made in America with German parts.
0: And you were birthed in a in an American hospital in Germany.
1: An old World War II hospital.
0: It was old.
1: Very, very old.
0: Thank you, midwife, who helped me out back in the day. (laughs)
1: Dankeschön! All right, so he is known for thrillers and unpretentious Hollywood film noirs. I just thought
0: that was fun. Film noir. Film
1: noir. It is very fun. It's very broad in its definition because it actually was not a term that the Hollywood studios used themselves. I think it was actually probably coined by the French people who are... Oh, that's French. The French. That's the the noir. noir. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He also directed Son of Dracula, Phantom Lady, uh, The Devil Strikes at Night. He was known as an actor's director. He discovered Burt Lancaster... And he also discovered Ernest Borgnine and Tony Curtis and Deborah oh, wow. Paget and Maria Schnell and Mario Edoff. So this guy, he's one of these. Um, he, he was outshone by uh, another guy known for thrillers.
0: Uh, I believe a little Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah,
1: Alfred Hitchcock stole this guy's shine. But this guy's really good. And okay. at this point in the episode, I suggest you people watch this film. I really liked it.
0: I'm so excited.
1: Yes. I like this film. So as you said, it was based on a short story. The screenplay is credited with to Anthony Villier. Um, he's the one that gets credit for it. He also wrote the classic 19... 19- world war ii films known as why we fight yeah i watched all of those okay Okay. um but the people who are uncredited but who also wrote it were richard burke uh, richard brooks he did blackboard jungle and another film i believe we've already done cat on a hot tin roof Heller. (laughs) and maybe you know this guy this maybe you've heard this other uncredited writer's name, um, a John Houston
0: Heller.
1: Uh, he did the Maltese Falcon. He made Treasure of the Sierra Madre, The African Queen, and he also made Angelica Houston. He did. Um, so it stars Burt Lancaster.
0: His first role. His
1: first role. According to AFI, he is listed as number 19 of the greatest male stars of classic Hollywood. He was also starred in From Here to Eternity, Judgment at Nuremberg, Birdman of Alcatraz. And I just came across this interesting uh, uh, TMC.com for Burt Lancaster of how they described him and his... Particular, mm, I guess, style or or why people liked him so much. Let mm-hmm. me see where it is. This guy said about him.
0: She's, she's she looking in like, her notes. People, I think yeah. Bert would also be um, listed with the Me Too movement on the wrong side.
1: Oh, really?
0: Well, I know Shelley Winters had. Uh, yeah, I think he was a player.
1: Okay, so he was also a circus acrobat.
0: Yes, he was.
1: And he was from Union City, New Jersey. Hello, our New Jersey lovely people. Here is what critic Manny Farber called him, a, quote, fascinating, unstereotyped movie tough guy with a dreamy, peaceful, introspective air that disassociates him from everything earthly, Wow. So, to me, he looks like the guy in Man in the High Castle. The German uh, guy with the curly uh, hair. Oh,
0: a little bit. Yeah, Only he had blue eyes, I think. And that guy has brown, I
1: think. Well, it's in a black and white. Oh, the other guy has... Bre- yeah. Man in the High Castle has brown?
0: Yeah, I think.
1: All right. Well... But he has that air. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he. He's a pretty boy, but he's he has some angles to his face that mm-hmm. give it like uh, not super pretty boy.
0: Well, yeah, but but distinctive that make him not pretty, but uh, really good looking.
1: Yeah, he is really good looking, and he's you can. When I was watching it, and I saw him because he's in his uh, tank top sometimes. And he's a boxer, so he's shirtless. And for 1946, I was like, wow, this guy's got muscle.
0: He was an acrobat. He had to so have muscle to everywhere. Have, yep.
1: So there you go. It's Ava Gardner as Kitty Collins.
0: And was she gorgeous or what?
1: I knew the Ava. So, well, well, let me get through the particulars and then I'll okay, say Okay, I'm it when sorry, you go people. The snows of, Can Kiliman- have a drink? snows of Kilimanjaro, the barefoot Contessa. I um, mean, a- AFI's 25 greatest film stars of classic cinema. Ava Gardner is number 25. So she just got in there.
0: <laughs> that is, well, for her acting, maybe. But my God, she is a presence on film.
1: She, well, we'll get to that. Yeah. All right. Um, And Edmund O'Brien as Jim Reardon. He was also in the Barefoot Contessa seven days in May. White Heat, The Wild Bunch. He had quite a career himself.
0: And I didn't recognize him at all.
1: He, he, at first I wondered if he has a very Humphrey Bogart vibe in this film. His character is the insurance adjuster. But so he kind of reminded me of Bogart.
0: Oh, yeah, the insurance adjuster. I was thinking of the other guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, well we start out. It's as I said, black and white. There's a road. It's nighttime. We see a sign for Brentwood, New Jersey, and there are two dudes in trench coats and they're fedoras and you know they're bad dudes. Not only
1: not only do you know that they are bad dudes, but um the <laughs> the town of Brentwood, New Jersey The shadows that get cast in this city street. I thought that it was 2 a.m. The how ominous all these shadows, very long shadows Mm -hmm. and these two guys walking. And I'm like, man, this is a scary ass town.
0: (laughs) Well, they're looking in uh, the station. I wasn't sure what, what kind of a station it was. It was all closed up.
1: Yeah, it looked like some sort of service filling station.
0: And then there's a diner, like a typical diner. And um, there is one person of color at the diner. He is the cook.
1: Sam, Sam, the cook. Not only is he the cook, but um, yeah, they just completely emasculate him. He's just that. Yeah, guy. it's
0: just pathetic. It I is. mean, it, yeah. OK, uh, it cuts, it, you know. it's just, yeah, OK, so the two dudes go in. Aaron said it looked like it was 2 a.m. I agree totally, but it was before six because the two <laughs> dudes keep ordering things off the dinner menu and, and I they
1: would too. Ma, <laughs> I mean, they look at the dinner menu, they sit down and the guy goes, um, what did the first guy want? He wanted something and it sounded freaking delicious. And the the guy goes, well, yeah, um, but that's on the dinner menu. He says it's not ready yet. And the guy's like, well, why not? He's like, well, it's not six o'clock yet. And I'm like, it's six o'clock? <laughs> it's this,
0: before six.
1: Jeez, Louise! This is and a and why scary do you have town. the dinner menu
0: out if it's not time for the dinner menu? Well,
1: that's what these two wise guys wanted to know, and they were they were none too pleased with this fool. So then they, they asked, had a point, though. He, they did have a point because when these because the guy would order and he would say basically everything was on the menu. I was like, my god, that sounds fantastic. I'm sitting here <laughs> eating Frito pie, and this guy's <laughs> spilling off this thing, and then he's like, you can get uh um, an egg and bacon, an egg and ham. <laughs> and and then the other guy, he goes to the other guy, is like, what are you going to have? And the other guy says, I'll have the chicken croquettes. And I'm like, chicken croquettes? <laughs> My God, that does sound fantastic too. And he's like, well, it's not ready. It's not six o'clock. And these two guys who have come in, these are wise guys.
0: Yeah, I wrote smart asses.
1: They are smart asses. They are slick. They are connected to people to nefarious people, and yeah. they are obviously very good at being f- nefarious because they are dressed impeccably nefarious. They're not street hoods. These guys are <laughs> professionals. And this guy, and I'm and so at this point, I'm thinking, oh, this is where the like Jersey mob comes in and this guy, this cook guy, because he's he's feeling himself a little too much. He's gotta he's gotta be hooked up with somebody, because otherwise, why are you giving these guys lip? Because yeah, guy, how do you not know when the guy comes in? When they when they come in, he asks if he has anything to drink, and the guy says, "I got soda pop, I got milk, I got water." And the guy looks at him, Mister Longface, and goes, "I said, do you have anything to drink?"
0: I identified.
1: Oh. I at that point, I was like, what? And then he's calling him, I think he's calling him smart guy the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Smart y- guy. Yes, smart guy. And there's a guy at the counter and he's like, hey, smart guy, what's your name? And he's like, oh, me, sir. I'm Adams. And he's like, oh, Adams. And they go back. It's a great opening scene.
0: It is a good scene. It is. So they make the other guy at the, at the counter go around the counter. It looked to me like the waiter was like the owner of the diner. Because yeah. he was an old man. Yeah. And then they told the cook to come out. And the cook does the whole like step and fetch it thing yeah. with the big eyes. And it's just, yeah, it was un- Sam. Un- unattractive. So uh, <laughs> I wrote essay for these guys, smart asses. One smart ass is going into the kitchen with the, the dude from the counter and the cook. And the other smart ass is with the owner. And the owner's going, what's this about? You know what's going on, and um, he says, "Well, we're here to kill the Swede, the big Swede at the filling station. Uh, we're going to kill him for a friend. I mean, they don't even pretend yeah. like they're there for." Any at other which reason.
1: point, if I was the owner, I would be like, "Oh my god, why did you tell me?" Great. <laughs> Great! I'm gonna be. You told me because you're gonna kill me, right? That's, That's why you told reason. me. That's the only reason. Yeah. That's the only reason that you, you came in here is because you you knew you were gonna kill me, son of a bitch.
0: I'm gonna die. I'm oh. gonna die tonight. And then the conductor for the railway comes in, and um, he he you know he wants something to eat, and the and the owner goes, uh, "Sam's out," you know he's not here. And the conductor's like, "That's kind of odd." So go on up the street. So they're there at the diner because the Swede Mm -hmm. is supposed to show. But the owner's going, if he's not here by six, he's not coming tonight.
1: And they say, well, why, you know, why? And the guy says, this guy is so either he's so dense or he just doesn't care. He's got zero fucks left in this life. And he's like, I'm out. What? whatever Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Because he replies, because if he was going to come, he comes at six on the dot.
0: Yeah. And and the smart asses were actually calling him bright boy.
1: Oh, yeah. Bright boy.
0: And as they leave, because he didn't come at six o'clock, he's not coming here. They go, you got a lot of luck, bright boy, because yeah. I didn't kill you. The two smart asses leave. And then uh, Bright Boy goes into the kitchen and Sam and the other dude are all tied up.
1: Yeah, with napkins and stuff.
0: So they've gone to the station. OK, so a disclaimer, I've written a few notes here that I might not know what
1: they mean. Oh,
0: OK. So Nick, who's Nick Aaron?
1: Nick, when they're at the station. What stage? Oh, oh the gas. Nick oh, is, Nick's Nick. the
0: co-worker
1: who works yeah, at the gas station. Yeah.
0: They say, Nick, go tell the Swede. Oh, yeah, because
1: the cook guy leaves. Okay, they told the cook. The only reason that they're not killing him is because they know that he's not going to tip anyone off to the Swede. And at this point, these guys have been super scary to me. I'm, I'm just, I'm a, I guess they can't be just leaving bodies everywhere is, I guess, my only thought.
0: It's not like the the mob that I think of. Yeah, I mean, they would have disposed of those three.
1: Yeah, as soon as you know, we're thinking Breaking Bad over here. Yeah, but it's not getting
0: rid of anybody.
1: Yeah, just leave no leave no one. So you know, as soon as they leave, of course, Bright Boy hightails it across the street, and he asks the I guess Nick, who is the attendant there, "Hey, um, where's the Swede? These." And he's like, oh, he he was feeling sick. He just, you know, stomach hurt and stuff. And so he says, well, um, you need to go tell him that there are two guys that have come to kill him.
0: And Nick, I must say, must have been a track star in high school because he a- was hurdling. I mean, he was hopping fences right and left.
1: And it was great because the way that it was shot, the, you see a whole bunch of shadows and stuff. And then he's just jumping up and running, and it, it goes through then a window, and you see a guy. Wait, do you even see the guy sleeping? And then you hear it, and it just slowly pans to the doorway, and boom, there's the guy comes running in. It's great. Uh,
0: and, and this is, he, he ran into the Swede who's in bed?
1: Yeah, the Swede's the in Swede bed. The Swede who's
0: in bed is Burt Lancaster. Mm-hmm. And Bert Lancaster is like, yeah, okay, there's nothing I can do about it. So people are coming to kill me. And and so Nick goes, You want me to go to the police? And and Bert Lancaster says, No, I'm through with running. I did something wrong once. And then you hear creaking and you hear doors opening. And you see the hitman coming up the steps, hitman, and they pulled their guns. And Bert's staring at the door, and you hear bang, bang, bang. And I think, is that the end of Bert Lancaster? I was like, mean, what a debut. Yeah, what a debut, but we got a whole lot of time left without Bert in the movie. (laughs) Next shot is the sheriff's office. The sheriff is going, hey, it's not our problem that the the Swede is killed because these are out-of-towners, and the Swede just got here, so really... You know, out of our jurisdiction.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, um, no, it's where the crime was committed, dude. So <laughs> like obviously, we don't want to deal with this.
0: And that makes you think maybe he's used to this kind of stuff in Brentwood, New Jersey. Next shot, we see Nick looking at mugshots, looking for the hitman, but he doesn't see anybody. And then we meet this insurance man.
1: Ma'am, my name's Reardon. Jim Reardon from Atlantic so, Casualty.
0: And evidently, he they had a policy on the Swede, Burt Lancaster. Yes. And so, of course, they're going to look into his death to see if they actually have to pay out the money.
1: Yeah. What did they think? That he accidentally shot himself in the body while laying down with no gun? Um.
0: But, you know, insurance companies, that's their thing, is to try to find a way oh, how to pay. them. You month.
1: don't have to tell me.
0: Oh, ouch. We <laughs> mm, had a little close to home that time. <laughs> so he's asking, Nick, what kind of guy was the Swede? And I want to go look at the body.
1: And so also, goes, is it okay that we're just calling him the Swede guy the whole time? The whole time? Doesn't he we'll, well, does we'll, have a name later? Yeah, we find
0: out later. Right now, it's the Swede, and I will be calling him Bert soon. Okay, so the so the insurance man Reardon goes to the morgue, and he um, there were eight slugs in him. Damn! I mean, they made sure he was dead. And um, uh, uh, Nick is telling him the last words he said were, "Once I did something wrong." And then the insurance dude looks at his hands and he can tell, I mean, they're all scarred up. His hands are messed up. So they, um, attribute that to have, he was at one time a boxer. Yes. Good news. Now we're going to a flashback. Ah, Bert's back in the movie. Okay. So Bert wasn't feeling well. And, um, he bert worked at a at a, ga- a filling station a gas station uh, with nick and uh, they remember when a black caddy came up and uh the black caddy the dude in the black caddy had a fedora and was was but making But
1: it's bert- nine, it's it's in the 40s everyone had a fedora.
0: Yeah, even my daddy had one in the 50s. So um you know, the, the owner of the caddy is making Bert jump through hoops, you know, look at the oil, clean my windshield, you know, check my rear tires. Um, and the whole time the driver is staring at Bert
1: and Bert seemed because Bert tried to get out of helping the guy with the caddy because he looked he saw him pull up and then he tried to kind of hide his face and skeed out of there. Yeah.
0: So so he knew I mean he's been looking over his shoulder this whole time, but we don't know about that yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um there's a close-up of Nick. Um and I'm going home, didn't come. Oh, Nick said that that Bert wasn't feeling well after the caddy was there. He went home and he didn't come to work the next day, which was very unusual for the Swede. Mm-hmm. We're back with the insurance man. He's on the telephone. And the Swede's last name was Lund, and he has a beneficiary.
1: Beneficiary.
0: Now, his insurance um, money was, uh, I wrote down 20000 but that was wrong. No, oh, no.
1: It was $2,500. It, it was
0: a whole $2,500. I
1: will also, just to give you a little bit of a financial reference point, when they were at the lunch counter, a slice of pie was 10 cents.
0: Oh, and I'll bet it was good pie. I'll bet that crust was made from scratch. It wasn't that stuff, you, the Pillsbury stuff you buy already rolled out. Okay, so um, the the um, insurance, uh, but, but um, the insurance man was also saying, hey, dude had broken knuckles. His knuckles were broken. Okay, so Irish Queenie. Queenie was the beneficiary. So
1: why is the insurance guy still investigating?
0: To make a A plot of a movie? movie?
1: Yeah. Because I was kind of like, why is this guy doing the police's work? And... Because it's obvious that this guy was murdered, and he's just investigating. But then he's investigating. He's like, I'm with the insurance, and I'm investigating. I'm like, that's kind of... I think I believe you have to overlook that in this movie.
0: Yeah, you do because um, I think he's he likes to put puzzles together and he he wants to figure this all out. It's gotten in his it's, claw, yeah. It's got a, in, Oh,
1: you know why? You know why? Because he saw that scarf in the Swede's personal belongings. That is it. The
0: scarf was there was, was
1: a green scarf with a harp on it, and it was a silk like the Guinness scarf. harp. It looked like it was a green silk scarf with the Guinness harp on it. And And then
0: shamrocks around it.
1: Yeah. And it tickled his fancy. He says, why would a Swede have such an Irish artifact?
0: Exactly. So, um, so he goes to Queenie and he goes, Peter Lund died. And she said, "Uh, thank you for sharing. I don't know who that is. And she was like an older woman. Um, she it, she didn't look like somebody with whom Lund would have been involved. No, just just saying. Yeah, I mean, she, it, there's no polite way to say
1: that. Yeah, she was. Yes, she was just at church.
0: So yeah, and and so um, he's going well this dude has left you $2,500 from his life insurance and he shows a picture and she recognizes him. Oh, I, I know that him. He's Mr. Nelson. He was, he was here in our boarding house the year of the hurricane in 1940. And the insurance dude goes, well, he was murdered. And um, she goes, well, he stayed here a few days, but why would he make his, His insurance payable to me And the insurance guy's going Hey that's what I'm here to find out So Queenie thought You know what he might have killed himself Because The last day he was here I went in his room was torn up Oh
1: yeah Queenie went in there And it's Yeah I mean I imagine that's what how the Rolling Stones left their hotel rooms It was just a, that was just a Tuesday for the Rolling Stones.
0: Oh, but Queenie said, he kept saying, she's gone. She's gone. And then he takes a chair and breaks the window with it. I mean, he is despondent and he is about to go out the window. And Queenie says, you're on the
1: first floor. What are you doing?
0: It's going to be a, yeah, you're not even going to hurt yourself. And Queenie talks him out of jumping because, um, you know, there's always some goodness that's going to come.
1: Okay, Queenie.
0: <laughs> okay. And so then he says Charleston was right. Charleston. So you're going, what
1: is that about? And so is Jim Reardon.
0: So Jim Reardon, the insurance officer, sees the green handkerchief with the harp and the shamrocks. And he's talking to his boss. And his boss goes, uh, Jim, this is a done deal. He didn't kill himself. He didn't put eight slugs in himself. We need you on other cases. Yeah, and Reardon goes. I just give me one more day. One more day.
1: All right, Jim. Jeez.
0: Yeah. Really. You're there the reason
1: there. that we're we're backlogged here. Just so you know.
0: <laughs> it is Brentwood, New Jersey. We have some paying to do. So then we go to Kelly's gym, and we find out that the Swede was a professional fighter. And in 1938, there was a robbery. So everything's done in in flashbacks. Yes. Okay. So they want to locate the old-time thief, Charleston. See, I was thinking charleston the city but they said a person was charleston
1: yes and i also think that charleston is a great dog name oh it is it's a very good dog name
0: is there a charleston spaniel
1: i don't know but i just it just hearing it right now i thought charleston is a great dog name I mean, not my future dog. My future dog has to be named after someone that was on the World Cup-winning 2014 German national soccer team. But
0: uh, yeah, I'm and just nobody putting will ever be there. able to spell that
1: <laughs> Schweinsteiger. Uh, it's not that hard. Sound it out.
0: <laughs> so why do I have? Okay, investigator goes to the office. Oh, he goes to the officer who originally arrested Bert Lancaster. Right.
1: So they find out that the Swede did some time and they look to see who arrested him and it's this guy I Oleander.
0: Oleander. It
1: is. Oleander
0: which is a flower that's poisonous.
1: Oh. Yeah, or Sam. He's the Philly police yeah. detective. Yeah. And we,
0: so remember people we had a black Sam and now we have a white Sam. Oh. Cuz Sam yeah. was the cook. I know Sam only was the POC cook in the movie.
1: I know. That's weird that he's I thought so too. Sam as well. But you but know then that's they called, that's life. Huh? That's life.
0: Yeah. And they called <laughs> Yeah, tell a teacher that, and they called um, him Oli from now on. Oh, uh, okay,
1: so he's Oli. Oli- and he looks so, like Kevin Pollack with like a mustache. Uh,
0: yeah, he 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 looked like he'd been rode hard and put away wet. Yes, it was 1938. He came from Philly, and um, Oleander is telling Reardon, "Yeah, he used to be my good friend. You know, we ran together." Like they and, were
1: childhood friends.
0: Uh, he saw him his first, and he saw he only saw two fights that uh, the Swede did: his first fight and his last fight.
1: Oh, I feel a flashback coming on. It's like so a wave of an ocean.
0: We're gonna go to his fight with Tiger Lewis, and everybody's saying uh, the Swede can't last. Oh, he's getting pummeled.
1: Oh. Bert Lancaster can take some good punches.
0: Wow, it was rough.
1: Yeah, I said, ooh, ooh, ow, ooh. That in the face.
0: And his dude over in the corner, what are those dudes called? Your
1: corner man, I think.
0: Thank you, Aaron. I th- the, the corner man
1: kept going, lead with your right, Sweet. Go with your right. Yeah, he's like, you got a monster right. What the hell? And the Sweet's not putting... Well, what pu- is the going sweet's, on? Sweet's so the Sweet gets knocked down. Left. Oh, he gets knocked off. Out.
0: And we're doing the countdown. Right before we get to 10, he gets up. Again. Oh, I'm like, sweet. You that's what he down. does.
1: But no, he's the Swede.
0: But then he gets KO'd.
1: Oh. He he takes, I believe it was an uppercut, stands him straight up, and he just falls like a board. I got you know what? That's how you knew that Bert Lancaster was a circus performer. Cause He committed to that fall.
0: He a sack of potatoes, people.
1: And and the guy kept going, You didn't use
0: your right. Well, there was a reason.
1: Yeah, and by the way, Burr Lancaster is I mean, he is knocked out. He is seeing he it's like the cuckoo birds going around his head. (laughs) He sees Tweety. He says, And they kept cutting to a
0: woman in the crowd. There was a woman in the crowd. Yeah, one neighbor.
1: Oh, it was a blonde woman. This was the woman who I was looking at, and I said, is that Ava Gardner? Because they kept cu- they cut to a woman. I know Ava Gardner is in this.
0: You totally assume that it's going to be Ava Gardner. I was
1: totally assuming, and I was like, huh. She's the one who broke Frank's heart?
0: No, she made an ass out of you and me. <laughs> we assumed. Yes. No. so, anyway... We look at his right hand, and all of his knuckles are broken in his right hand. He couldn't have used his right anymore.
1: They're like, man, no wonder he didn't use his right.
0: And the promoters going, "We're out ten Gs." You know, I'm not. He's out. We're not. We're not letting. He's not fighting anymore. Well, the I'm doctor not tells him anymore. Him.
1: Yeah, the doctor he, says like that. This is his last fight. He's done.
0: He can't do anything with those with the right hand with no knuckles.
1: Yeah. So that's it. Oh, and by the way, um, put hot and cold compresses on it. Just alternate that. Yeah, that'll be uh, fine. Tomorrow, just come by and we'll put some x-rays. And, um, yeah. That are going
0: to show us you're over. You're done.
1: Yeah. And then Ollie says, you know, you're done. And is this when he says you're done or, or is...
0: Well, Bert is saying that oh, he no. could have taken him easy if, if his right hand had been working. Yeah,
1: and they t- the doctor tells him to, to to take him to the shower. <laughs> it's like, just yeah. put him in the shower. He looks at it, the cut on his forehead, and I, I'm thinking the doctor be like, oh, you need stitches, and the doctor's like, just put him in the shower. And he's in the shower with his boxing shorts on. It's 1946. We're not going to see all of Bert.
0: Oh, he was fit, too.
1: He was okay. fit. Okay, um, and Bert goes, I ain't quitting. I stayed the
0: limit. So the blonde woman is Lily, and she's outside the door when he comes out. And she says, come to my house. I'll cook you a good dinner. And uh, she goes, you'd have taken him for sure if your right hand was working. Um, And he goes, Lily, you know what? Go on home. It ain't happening tonight.
1: (laughs) I got hit a lot in the head, and we're going (laughs) to find out many years from now, that that's really, really bad.
0: Tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so Burke goes, what do I do if I quit fighting?
1: And Ollie says, come come, be a cop. It's great. You should, like, we get to beat everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll Wait, still get, so get to you fight. You see what we get to do to black oh men. Oh, my it gosh. so much fun. Like you're, you're gonna want your hand to hurry up and heal, cause the fist that you're gonna be beaten. Oh, oh, it's great! Really? You can
0: get away with anything.
1: I mean, anything. And it's uh, it's just a great time to be a cop. Jolly times, jolly good. And and the old oh, the Swede has the nerve to turn that down. Yeah, it's like no.
0: Uh, okay, so we then we flash forward, Sam. Oli actually married Lily.
1: Yeah, that's his wife. She comes out with the lemonade.
0: And um, so the investigator is still talking to Oli, but we're we're done with the flashback. And uh, Oli goes, yeah, you know, Lily was always in love with Bert, but I was in love with her. And Lily said, well, we stopped seeing each other. And then Oli and I had a date. We went to the movies and then we went into a hotel. No,
1: they—they she thought they were going to the movies, but he switched. Did you switch a room so that they're going to a party? So they go to this party, and she's, she's, she's—I mean, she's she is decked out like she is a royal. She she looks nice, but she is showing. So she has a fascinator on. I she had a hat on. I I thought. I believed.
0: I'm sure she did.
1: Which also, by the way. Did women take to do their hairs? Because their hairstyles were always out of control.
0: And they used to, they didn't have rollers. I don't understand. They wrapped how they their hair did. in rags. And it always looked so pretty if you had a hairdresser.
1: But part of it would be straight, and then the ends would be curled up, and then they would be like all like. Pinned up? Are they? Are is Bobby pins doing the heavy lifting?
0: The uh, the hair pins. Don't you remember Aunt Daisy's hair, hair pins? pins? They yes. were like U shaped with really long tongs on them.
1: Yes, I do.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and as people walked, they would fall out. You'd find them all over everywhere. They would kill a vacuum cleaner.
1: Oh, my goodness. Such yeah. time and care.
0: Oh, my gosh. They spend a lot of time on their hair.
1: So much time on their hair. You know, but they didn't have Netflix, so... They had to do something to occupy I their time.
0: I get you know what? That's true. They didn't have anything. They didn't have social media to check up on their old friends.
1: They had nothing. What else are you gonna do? No podcast. I mean, they. I guess they could listen to podcasts and still do their hair. Well,
0: like. there was no, there was no Bravo to look at people who are you know way worse off than you are.
1: I know. And there were no YouTube videos showing them how to do that hair.
0: Yeah, so so it had to be handed down from person to person.
1: I guess so. Or were they just able to afford going to get their hair done?
0: Well, I don't know. You know, it was, it was Grandma and Aunt Daisy who taught me how to do get your hair in control. Well. <laughs> VO-5.
1: Oh, my God. I still am secreting VO-5 from my ears. It, I'd be like, why? What is that? That just came out of my V O five. Saddest part of all
0: is your hair is so perfect with absolutely nothing in it. You know. But moving on. Okay, I digress.
1: But it, I, I like it because I, I know all the hair jokes now. Because I live You get it. them all. I get them all.
0: Yeah, you get the, you get the part and Malcolm X where oh, he has to yeah. stick his head in the toilet because the lie is burning his scalp.
1: Yep. The oozing had scalp, scalp burn. I had it My my scalp burned. Oh, the fear that takes over Anna Mae Bullock, AKA Tina Turner, when her hair falls out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, the times the scabs on your head. And that was because of me.
1: Yeah. But you know <sighs> what? I'm glad. Cause that's, that's something that, that, uh, Only a few people go through It's cultural I I have culture
0: And then you would tell your grandmommy I went here like my (sighs) mommies No Erin you don't tell grandmommy
1: that Well but I mean I was little then
0: I know but I just went (laughs) Oh no
1: The irony of ironies is that it turns out I kind of do have hair Like my mom (laughs) And it turns
0: out my hair became your hair.
1: What? <laughs> what? How did that happen? I, it's just a cruel twist of fate. It really—it's a perfect twist of fate. It is. It was a hero's journey, honestly.
0: Really? The whole time. now my hair is curly too. It,
1: and and I have I have a lot of chunks of random straight hairs. That are <laughs> bone straight, and I'm like, now, now <laughs> you decide. Then oh you my just want to be turn bone straight. And
0: mine got curlier. <laughs> and you do have blondes. I did love her blonde That's, highlights.
1: I am very geldish.
0: Geldish baby.
1: I'm, I'm pretty yellow.
0: No, golden. There's no yellow in it. You ain't yellow? Well,
1: I don't I don't see that as a bad thing. I'm taking it, making it a good thing. Okay. I mean gold is yellow. If you don't have if you don't have gold. You would use a yellow crayon. But back
0: in the day, yellow meant you were a, you were, you were. Oh, do we were... want
1: to really go back in the day? <laughs> do we, we want to play the back, movie back movie in the now. day game?
0: <laughs> I, I'm sorry, listeners, but it was a fun, it was a fun time. <laughs> you know, you enjoy it. This is why you come here. Okay. So, Lily said, we stopped seeing each other. Oli and I had a date. We went into this uh, hotel where there was a big party going on. Mm-hmm. Jake and me might be going into. Oh, that's when Bert told her, Jake and me might be going into business together. And Lily said, I never liked that, Jake. There was something shady about him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, Bert was getting mixed up with some unsavory
1: Yeah. People. So he's going the crime route, you know?
0: Yeah. And Lily said, you know, that Bert, he had mean eyes. Well, this is where Bert had mean eyes? Huh?
1: Bert had mean eyes? Lily said No, Jake. Jake, because you said Bert. Jake had mean eyes.
0: Jake had mean eyes. I apologize. But this is where we're introduced to. Kitty.
1: Well, as soon as she comes on screen, I go, "My God!"
0: Oh, that's I, Ava.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> foolish me.
0: Oh man, I'm like, this
1: is well. That's why she's Ava Gardner. Got it. <laughs> yeah. You know those things where you hear about things and then you see it and you're like, ah, yeah. Well, there you go. This, yes, your almost your reputation like, precedes you.
0: Almost like when Red Butler turns around and you go oh um, that's clark gable clark gable yeah. yeah ava had, yeah ava ava's there at the piano and she is gorgeous oh, she was at one time married to frank sinatra she, and, and that was stepping down for her i think she met
1: mar- well her first marriage was to mickey rooney and what and yeah she was married to mickey rooney first And that marriage got dissolved and she was real nice about saying, not uh, about keeping it secret why the marriage fell apart. Turns out Mickey Rooney was cheating on her left and right. What? I was like, Mickey Rooney? How? How? With who, Mickey Rooney? You got Ava Gardner. You're going home to Ava and you, what? She, She chose you, Mickey Rooney. Look at yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, you know what? We got to do a Mickey Rooney movie at some point because Judy Garland was throwing herself at Mickey Rooney and he was having none of it. He married Ava Gardner and she had to divorce his ass and keep it quiet. She kept it quiet to not uh, ruin his career. Wow. Yeah. And then then she married. Oh, who was the second guy she married was also like pretty famous. But but he wasn't an actor.
0: Uh, Wow. hmm. Oh, wow. Ava, you could have done so much better. Oh. Okay. So Ava said to, as soon as Bert saw Ava, it was all over.
1: Well, as soon as the audience, like as soon as we saw, we're like, you know what, Lily, you are a fantastic young lady. But and Lily knew it, too, because they came and get drink orders. And she said something like she would just have a ginger ale or something. And, you know, Bert ordered his liquor drink. And which time Bert sees Ava, Lily sees Ava. The guy comes back with the drink and Lily says, I'm going to need you to put a little spice in that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Because the guy tripped over Bert's tongue, which was on the floor. Yeah,
1: I'm single now. So, (laughs) yeah.
0: (laughs) Anybody, anybody, I'll take her leftovers. Anybody. Okay, so I could never bear to see a man. I care about being hurt. So um, Ava was like throwing shade at Lily, you know, like like you're here with this guy, but you're letting him get hurt all the time. Oh, yeah. And Bert goes, she's beautiful. I, I, I love, I love, I love,
1: I, I love.
0: So Ava sings, The more I know of love, the less I know.
1: <laughs> she, I mean, Ava Gardner that like had the song a song of her life. Yeah, but she had a man, she just had them at Hello, really, honestly. Shit.
0: She had me at Hello. Damn.
1: <laughs> oh, her so- second husband was Artie Shaw.
0: Oh, he was shot. a
1: composer and band leader and actor.
0: Did she get involved with mafia people?
1: Oh, I don't. That know. was uh, who did? Who else do we do
0: peep toe pumps?
1: Peep toe, Lana Turner.
0: Yeah, she was mafia. Now okay. wasn't
1: Ava? Was Ava Gardner really good friends with not Dorothy Dandridge, but? What? A person of color? Yeah. Wasn't she really with Lee? No, was it Lee? Who was it? I because they were all right. Go go on, go on.
0: Look it up. I will Google it. it I got this. Good go. Okay, people, listen to me. So then we see Big Jim Koufax. And um Big Jim Koufax is a big deal, and Ava Gardner is evidently his girlfriend. And um they're in an they're in his apartment, but Big Jim Koufax isn't there because Big Jim is in jail. So Ava is kind of hooking up with people of, of ill repute. So Lily says, right then, I knew that boat had sailed because she saw you know Bert's tongue on the floor and everybody's stepping on it. So Sam Ole goes into the bar, Ava's there. And everybody goes, that's big Jim Koufax's girl. Uh, And and Ava has on this beautiful, like, uh, bow-tie diamond brooch. But she sees Sam, the Jakes, walk in. And so she is so stealth. She puts a napkin over it and is able to undo it with one hand and put it in the napkin. So she's not wearing that diamond brooch when the police are looking at her. And... Um, she puts it in the soup cause, so why would anybody take off a diamond brooch and put it in the soup? Mm. Cause it was stolen. Well, Sam saw this whole thing happen and he finds it in the soup. So he goes over to Kitty Collins, just then Bert walks in and Kitty's crying. It wasn't me. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I was framed. I, tell you, I was framed. So uh, Sam goes up that he's running her in, and Sam is only interested in the diamond brooch. And Kitty says, I didn't steal it. And Bert goes, you know what? She didn't steal it. I did. Because he is
1: in smitten. Love.
0: He gets three years in jail for that. Did you find out any info? No,
1: keep going.
0: Okay, so Kitty went um, on her own sweet way, and they're—I uh, don't know what that means. Okay, so they're at the cemetery, and and it's raining. Aaron, who died?
1: Um, what's it called? Died? It's the the, the yeah because they're at the because Sam. Oh, goes they're burying over, Bert tonight. Yeah, we're okay. going to bury Burt.
0: So again, that was a flashback. Now we're flash forward. I got a little confused with all of this. Okay, I'd had a little bit to drink on an empty stomach, so bear with me.
1: I was right. okay, go it so um, it was like Dorothy Dandridge, when they were struggling, I believe that Dorothy Dandridge was friends with Ava Gardner. And, um, what's it called? Marilyn Monroe.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Because mm-hmm. I remember that there was something, and that that there was a story about Ava Gardner helping somebody helping Dorothy. Something. Was it Dorothy or Marilyn? No. Yeah, I guess. I guess it was. Maybe it was about her helping her with, um, what was the movie that we saw? Carmen.
0: Oh. Like giving
1: like, you know, because she's like, oh, I'm like nervous. And I think she was like, don't worry, you got this. Oh, that makes me like Ava. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. They were friends. Oh,
0: I like that. Mm -hmm. We can all get along. Okay, at the cemetery, Burt's being buried, a hoodlum there named Charleston. Charleston? So the investigator, Reardon, goes to Charleston, and Charleston goes, I ain't talking. And Charleston was the Swede's cellmate when he had to go to jail for Kitty's diamond brooch. He got three years. So, Charleston loves to study the stars. Truth be told, everything he said in his little monologue is cor- is had incorrect. nothing to do with fact.
1: I, let me, hold on. We have to get to this right here and right now, because I always look to see where Orion's belt is. I don't know why. I just, I guess it's my, just my favorite constellation. I just like how there's the three stars. and it's the one you can them. really find. Yeah, it's the one you can really usually find, right? So, this guy, where is it in my notes that I put it? Yeah, because I did it's completely, too. Okay, so he, I don't know what he said. He's Everything that he says is wrong in the movie. Yeah. Orion is the hunter. I think he calls Orion the bear.
0: He did.
1: Orion is the, I'm like, even I'm like, wait, that does not sound right. Orion is the hunter. Ursula, Ursa Major, which contains the Big Dipper, is considered, the, is the great bear. And the star, Betagalese, it's really bright, but it's the ninth brightest star.
0: So it's not the north. I always thought the brightest star was the north
1: star. It could be. The, the star that he's saying is the brightest star is only the ninth brightest yeah, star. Yeah. Excuse he, me. He talked
0: a whole lot of bullshit. He,
1: yeah. That's why Charleston is in jail, ladies and gentlemen. Like, we should have known not to listen to this fool. He doesn't have enough common sense to avoid the clink. Or avoid getting
0: getting called out on obvious bullshitness.
1: Yeah. Well, look, the sweet. does the Swede? know? he's moping for three years because he's doing time for a dame. But
0: he's doing time for a dame that had nothing to do with him.
1: Yeah. It's just, I mean, but who among us? Right. It's Ava Gardner.
0: No, that's true. <laughs> True that. True that
1: <laughs> I did it. I stole it. No, <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd be like, you're not that pretty. <laughs> well,
0: she is go- she's enough to make you go, I just wanna watch. I just wanna look. You know? <laughs> to,
1: I don't, to get I don't you have to be arrested. involved. That,
0: that's okay, but man, she was a gorgeous piece of work.
1: Well <laughs> and our- <like> Frank. Frank. <laughs>
0: As Charleston is going on about his false information about the stars, Bert is holding on to his green silk scarf with the uh, Guinness harp on it
1: yeah, okay. Kitty
0: gave that to him so we find out Kitty gave it to him and he did Kitty man. give it
1: to him was that a scene or did he just steal it because he's creepy?
0: He could have stolen it we never saw Kitty give it, but Kitty knew that he had it. <laughs>
1: She gave. She was oh like, no! They I, said I, I she gave hated him that scarf. scarf. Oh, he could. He could have it. I don't care. Yeah.
0: I mean, really, it's got ugly. The Guinness harp on Where it. Where am I going to wear
1: it? I live in so, black and white. It's a green. What?
0: Charleston. It's a Kelly green too. That's what. I, oh, I'm sorry. I di- I digress. Charleston then is say is about to get out. And Bert's saying, You have to look up Kitty. You have to make sure Kitty is
1: okay. Yo, yo, yo. Charleston, do yourself a favor. (laughs) (laughs) Look upon Kitty. Just look upon her.
0: (laughs) Uh, And um, okay, so Charleston said she didn't live there anymore, wherever. uh, Okay, so the last time the Swede just got out. he shows up with Charleston, and Kitty's there, wherever it is. See, this is when things got a little cloudy. Okay,
1: good, because this is exactly when I went back to Wikipedia to the plot synopsis to fill it in.
0: <laughs> okay. So... There, there were there was a lot going on. I'd had a little alcohol and an empty stomach.
1: You know what? Mm-hmm. Even if you hadn't, it was still like, wait, what
0: okay okay
1: okay so So take it the swede gets out of prison as we say he took the fall for kitty so we have big jim koufax and he is he has invited the swede to come to this because charleston is there and i guess charleston got involved with big jim and when he when uh you know charleston did he was a man of his word and he went to go look upon kitty and found Big Jim, and Big Jim told Charleston, "I got this. Uh, I got this. Say, uh, what do they call it? A caper. I got a big caper. Yeah, I got it. I got a caper. So, when what's his face gets out the Swede, they come. They go to to meet Big Jim, and Big Jim has this payroll robbery thing going. It's going to be a big time payday." We're talking. Apprentice Hat Company. Apprentice Hat Company. They're going to rob <laughs> payroll. But, I mean, this is legit money
0: $250,000.
1: That's a lot of money to me right now.
0: It, duh. 1946,
1: when a slice of pie was 10 cents. Think yeah. of how much money that is.
0: Ooh, how many slices of
1: pie could you get? I mean, you could do the math. Okay. So, but. Also laying on the bed in her, just her stockings, feet kicked up, probably reading like a magazine or something. Wait, she
0: had more on than stockings.
1: <laughs> I mean, but she didn't have <laughs> shoes on. The private parts fully-
0: were covered.
1: <laughs> she was fully clothed. <laughs> Just Ava Gardner. Just her Ava Gardner just hanging out nude on the bed with all of the like and six no guys, and no her. one's paying
0: attention to her. I don't to think her.
1: so. <laughs> well, still, no one is paying attention to her. I know but she was fully
0: clothed. It's a hard lot life. And, nobody's paying attention to Ava.
1: But when the Swede walks in, the Swede looks, and lo and behold, guess who's there? I mean, we already said it; we spoiled it. But it's Kitty. <laughs> A.K.A. In Ava. In her stockings. In her stockings. <laughs> and, okay. and the Swede is kind of has his feelings hurt because Kitty is now Big Jim's girl.
0: Yeah. She was all along, I think. But moving on.
1: Right. So um, they, they go through it and they sit and they have like, there's this other guy, Dum Dum. There's this <laughs> other. Dum Dum. Yeah. His name is Dum Dum. Dum Dum. And there's another guy I don't even know what his name is. And there's Big Jim, and there's Charleston, and there's the Swede. So Big Jim tells them about the plan, and Big Jim, I think Big Jim says that he gets like a bigger chunk, and I I don't know the particulars on that.
0: Big Jim said he get out of the twenty five a two hundred fifty thousand dollars. He gets the first one hundred thousand. And then they get to split
1: the rest, right? Hundred fifty thousand. And Dum Dum and the other guy are like, "What? Like, huh? That doesn't seem fair." And Big Jim says, "Well, them's the breaks. You know, you can take it or leave it." So, but that's that's what it's gonna be. So, um, let's see. They all they, it goes down. They go in, and this is also all told in flashback. And they do like the high scene and the high scene is is very what it what would it I, w- I would say it was well it was before De Palma but it reminded me of Brian De Palma it was like uh, the camera was up high and it's just watching everything unfold in a nice long shot and stuff it's really cool um, it doesn't go off without a hitch one of the police guys gets shot in the dick but they say he got shot in the groin I'm
0: sorry Aaron it says shot to the groin <laughs>
1: but i'm like everyone knows he got shot in the dick i mean <laughs> oh, that's just a nice way of saying that so
0: my daughter
1: they all go out and and they they have their they had their uh, cars already parked there and stuff and they they're going to meet at their rendezvous hideout house But um, it gets burned down, they say. And that's
0: that's when I I just I I lost the the thread.
1: So it gets it gets burned down and they all meet. Everyone meets at another house except for the Swede.
0: Yeah, because they
1: didn't tell him. They didn't tell the Swede that the other place got burned down. So then the Swede, though, shows up. And he sneaks in from the roof with a gun, and he gets the drop on him. And he's like, put your gun down. And he, the Swede basically robs them. And he takes all the $250,000, runs out, shoots the tires out of the cars, gets in his car, and peels out. And he's just gone. And everybody's like, ah! They're very angry. And so... Then, like, the detective is reared in, has gotten Sam, and they're going to go talk to – who do they go they – go, they go – okay. I'm checking my notes.
0: So, but is that the, when they go to the Swede's room?
1: – well, I'm just going to go by what my notes told. So the I'm Swede is – I'm let told, you go with
0: your notes.
1: The Swede is what well, he's told, and he goes – and, oh, before the whole thing went down, there was a scene where they were playing cards.
0: Yeah, a poker and game. And it
1: was a poker game. And Ava said something to Big Jim. And Big Jim gets up and he does the y ya yada basically threatens domestic violence. And the Swede comes over and says, hey, uh, don't you touch her.
0: A Brad Pitt Harvey Weinstein movie.
1: Yeah, and Big Jim is like, That's my woman. And the Swede is just like, I will knock you out. And then Ava chimes in and she says to Big Jim, if you lay a hand on me, I'm gonna kill your ass. And I was like, Oh man. Kill. Kill. <laughs> like she she will kill you. And so then they go back to playing cards. Something it was something with poker. And I think the Swede thought that Big Jim was cheating, and he just decks him. He punches him out of the chair with that right hand of his. I guess it healed in prison. So, and you know that it's got to hurt more because his bones were so busted up that they had to grow new bones and stuff. So that's basically like a club now.
0: Scar tissue. Yeah,
1: scar tissue. He probably can't feel anything in it. It's just basically like just a, a meat hammer. And he goes... Big Jim goes flying because he thought he was cheating, but we all really know what it's about. It's about the girl.
0: Bert's jealous,
1: right? So he robs them, and so then the Swede and so then Kitty meets the Swede after the robbery mm-hmm. in Atlantic City, and that's when the that's when Queenie said, "Oh, that she left," and that's why. Then you realize that's why he was so mad because she. Kitty took all his money. He got fleeced.
0: Yeah. Flashback of the flashback.
1: Right. So... When so, he had
0: tossed the room.
1: Uh-huh. So then... When she disappears... So then... That's when Reardon goes to stake out the boarding house of the Swede. Mm-hmm. And Dum-Dum shows up looking for the money. And... Yep. Dum-Dum's able to get away. And... Big and so then uh, Reardon decides to go meet Big Jim, and Big Jim is in Pittsburgh. He's a successful building contractor. He and, went legit. Yeah.
0: With the money from well from non-legit.
1: Yeah. Oh, sounds like our current
0: resident S- of the White House. So
1: Up. he tells him. So then Reardon kind of lies to Big Jim and says, um, "I have enough money to convict Kitty." I know what she did. Because
0: no, 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 nobody touches Kitty.
1: Yeah. So well Kitty decides to meet him and says to meet him at a nightclub. So they go to this nightclub. I think it's called like the Green Cat or something.
0: The Green Cat.
1: And um Jim is rolling Kitty with Ollie. Cat. Yeah, and Jim's rolling with Ollie. And Jim says, You you uh you got an extra 45 and he's like, yeah, I do. But when, when he shows it to him, it's not a 45, it's a 38. And I'm like, These... what? Yeah. There's a lot of, like, wrong gun stuff in this movie. So then they're sitting there, and then you see the two hit men from the beginning of the movie walking. Right. And you're like, uh-oh. And so then they, they start walking over to Reardon to shoot him. But before they can shoot him, Ollie's there. With his gun, and he just starts blasting. It's all mm-hmm. there's like you know shootout in the in the club, as they say. And so the two hitmen, they get killed, and Reardon and Sam go to big gyms because they're like, oh, Dum Dum, is there? But in in between, there was a scene with the like a guy dying. And I'm I don't know who it. this guy yeah, was. was yeah, or Pinky or somebody. Oh, maybe he was the other guy. Remember how I was like, there was Dum Dum and there was another guy? Really confusing. It did get really confusing because there was another guy. And at some point they're like, oh, this guy came in. And so Reardon and Ollie go to see him. And he's, <laughs> it's kind of an amusing scene in that it's very film noir and cynical because the doctor's like, is he, is he dead yet? And he's like, he's overdue. Yeah. Like, he's late for his own death. Like, the doctor had a lot of quips about this guy being, like, dead. And and they do, and so he'll be, like, saying stuff, and they're like, what's he saying? And then it goes into, like, a flashback to kind of put the pieces together of what happened. And you're like, huh? Wait, who is this yeah. guy?
0: Yeah. People, you need to be aware when you watch the end of this movie, because there's so many twists and turns.
1: Yeah, or you can just listen to me explain it after Thank I you. read what happened.
0: Listen to, listen to the girl.
1: So they go to, they, Reardon and Sam end up at Big Jim's. And they want to get to Big Jim's because they know that Dum Dum's on his way. Because remember, Dum Dum was looking for the money. And so they go to Big Jim's and they, Big Jim and Dum Dum have shot each other. And Dum Dum yeah. is dead. And they go upstairs and Big Jim is shot, but he's not dead yet. And so Reardon, he at some point learned that the fire was set hours after Kitty was sent to notify everyone of the new meeting place. And when he when Reardon found that out, that's when he knew that Kitty and Big Jim were setting up the Swede, mm-hmm. and that Dum Dum had probably figured that out, too. And that's why Dum Dum was going back to Big Jim's because how did Big Jim probably go legit, like with what? Oh, he's a successful big building contractor in Pittsburgh. How how did he fund that? Well, he funded that. Yeah, with how do the people 200. fund after
0: they've been bankrupt? How do they fund right. all this new building?
1: You know, you you get um, you know, you get two hundred fifty thousand dollars. The so then, their Reardon says, "Well, why did you kill the Swede?" And Big Jim says that he didn't want the gang to find out. He didn't want Dum Dum and the other guy to find out, to find the Swede. So I guess Big Jim was the guy that was in the Cadillac that saw the Swede when he went to Britain, oh, New Jersey. Oh, i bet that was Big, Big Jim back then. Yeah. And the Swede... I, oh. I think so. Which, wouldn't the, you would think that the Swede, if it was Big Jim, oh, maybe that the... Oh, I guess the Swede knew that Big Jim and Kitty were in cahoots together. So that's why he didn't say anything. And he was probably hoping that he didn't recognize him. And they were both doing that awkward, like, I don't want to acknowledge your existence because you exactly. know too much about me.
0: We just made eye contact, but I'm going to pretend yeah. like we didn't.
1: So big, cause the Swede knew that Big Jim and Kitty had the, all of the $250,000. And Big Jim didn't want the other guys, because everyone else was under the assumption that the Swede ran off with the money. So Big right. Jim didn't want Dum Dum and the other guy to find the Big Swede, because then they would know, They would be like he would explain to them what had happened, and then they would all come after him. So that's why he sent the two killers to take out the Big Swede. Mm-hmm. And then um what's her face Ava Gardner is completely left holding the bag because she goes he's on his deathbed and and they're married so they couldn't um what's it called testify, testify against, against, each, against other. each other. So Ava as the as Big Jim is dying is like, um honey, honey tell them tell mm-hmm. them that it wasn't that I wasn't in on it. exonerate me, exonerate me and. Uh, big Jim dies yeah and he
0: doesn't say she's innocent Mm so
1: I was like innocent about I was like of course 1946 blaming the women blame the woman for everything so but there was oh man there was a really funny line like there's a lot of funny lines in this because it is has the film noir and the cynicism. And at one point, Reardon, because he, he was working for the insurance company and the insurance and his boss is like, come on, man, like give up the case. And that's when he gets a phone call and they give him some tidbit of information like in the middle of the movie. And then he looks at his boss and he's like, because he's like, hold on, I'm on the wire. And he looks at his boss and he says, am I still on the case or have I quit Atlantic casualty? I was like, damn, Reardon. Mm-hmm. So there's also lots of high pants and short ties. (laughs) At one point, I thought I heard, I thought I heard, because it was, I think it was either Charleston or it was, uh, what's his name? Bert. The Swedes say, meringue always gives me the creeps. I was like, oh. I was like meringue, and then I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, meringue is sneaky, creepy. Like yeah. just how it, how like that came from eggs, but it only came Sugar from the beans. egg whites. Yeah. What? But no, he said the rain. The rain, the rain.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh of, course the of course like, you went to meringue. Of course
1: you Yeah. <laughs> I bet oh. that made me laugh. Yeah, there were
0: so gonna... many twists and turns at the end. I know that, um, you know, the money, he lost all the money because Kitty took it. And Kofax ended up with all the money and he didn't have to share it with anybody. Yeah. Um, um, Kitty went back to Kofax, and he died on her. Without exonerating her, mm-hmm. and at the end it was congratulations to Mr. Reardon for solving the whole case. But was so he even, should really be a detective.
1: Well, yeah, because the, the boss he says, well, you know, um, it, because of you, the price of like the insurance yeah. goes down a tenth of a cent, and then he says, "You know, today's Friday, why don't you just not come back in until Monday?" You've earned it. And yeah, you get and, a whole weekend yeah, off. Yeah, and Riordan's like, thanks. Yeah. So.
0: So it was a film noir. Mm-hmm.
1: And it, and so okay, Hemingway.
0: Hemingway. He
1: they they went out to, I believe it was in Idaho, and they had a, a print. And they went to screen it, and Hemingway in his pocket, he had in one pocket he had a pint of gin. And in the other pocket, he had a pint of water, and it was just in case that the movie went really bad. And at the end of the movie, the lights come off, and he he has two full bottles, and he says, "I didn't need them." So he didn't
0: need the gin or the water.
1: So he actually he actually really liked it. It's interesting because the first twenty minutes of the film are like that's what the story is: boom, boom, boom. But his story ends with the guy dying. So everything after that, the flashback, the insurance adjuster, all really? of that stuff is completely added on.
0: Oh my god, the whole movie. The whole investigation. I went, is
1: this the end of Burt Lancaster? Yeah, that was the end of Hemingway. Oh wow. And he would this was one of his films that he that he liked. It was his favorite like adaptation. And he would often fall asleep after the tw- after the he said like the first reel which is basically um like his part
0: the part he did yeah, the part didn't he did, i did he read that scene. um howard hughes was obsessed with this until he got ice station zebra
1: maybe and howard hughes also um like ava gardner was in his orbit as well like Ava you think Ava Gardner, yeah, she. Ew.
0: She was gorgeous
1: Yeah, she. She. Got she didn't
0: need no stinking peep toe pumps. No, I'm just saying. The killers, the group that you have talked about, was named after this movie.
1: Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, man. Mm-hmm. Their first two albums, <laughs> fantastic. After I that. know you
0: said that i don't I don't have a clue because I've never listened
1: oh they're great those first two I mean after is like it's okay okay but man Whew. Sam's Sam well town. this was
0: my i mean this is the first film noir we've done. Mm-hmm. Have we done another film noir? oh the third man was film noir yeah the third man, which was amazing mm mm-hmm. OK, well, uh, I just thought I, I I was obsessed with the title because um, a few of us in our family are kind of obsessed with like serial killers and such. And so um,
1: I don't think obsessed. I think like healthy knowledge and, you know, right, the stay quest alive, to stay sexy and not get murdered.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you for my favorite murder. Um so that's why I picked it. Do you have trivia? Because my only trivia was it was Burt's first movie. The astrology was wrong, and the killers were named after this movie.
1: Um, I have that Burt Lancaster was the third choice to play the Swede. Oh, yeah. I don't know who the other ones were. And then they have then there was like the gun goofs. A lot of times when they would say a forty five, it was really a thirty two or a thirty eight. Um, and I, don't I already know said the, the whole thing. Yeah, I don't know. There was at one point there was a point where I said, "Oh, that's a rubber gun." Like I could t- me. Really? I could me. Mm. Me. I could tell well, it you was have, fake. You have you have a real gun.
0: So. I I, I, ha- I had too. to
1: to know that I <laughs> and I was like, and that's not for me.
0: <laughs> mm. All
1: I shot right. a rifle one. Are we done here? Boom. <laughs> that was me. The first time I was like, okay, I get it. The second time I was like, all right, nope, I'm done. At yeah, any time, you. any one of these people could just turn and just point it yeah. at me. I don't like this. I Nope, this is this. You know what? There are things that are for me, and there are things that are not. This goes in the knot, and I tried it. So I've... There you go. Nobody can say, oh, well, you didn't try it. I did. I get it. Also in and that category, bullfighting. Not a fan.
0: Oh God, you did
1: go to a bullfight. What? I forgot. Saw that, that. Was like okay. Nope, not for me either. Not a fan of bullfighting. Get it? If that's your thing, interesting. Nope, not. I they don't. That. They don't really fight the bull. It's not a fair fight. Yeah. They kind of stab it, and it's very weak. And then the pageantry happens and it's like okay well this is problematic yeah so all right are you ready for the unveiling
0: oh my god what are we doing next week of next week
1: (gasps) i'm so excited well
0: it's not on our list
1: i it's not on the list let me i mean because All we've done is done detours today. So I'm going to let the listeners in on a little secret, a little behind the scenes. Most of the time when I pick my film is right now, at this moment in the podcast, because I have dropped the ball and I have forgotten. And I'm there's usually a point you can kind of hear if you go back on previous shows (laughs) where it gets kind (laughs) of quiet on my end. And that's usually me going, oh, shit. Yeah. Ma, take it. <laughs> it's my turn to pick what movie we're doing next. And then it's just a frantic trying to also pay attention to what's you going know what? on in the I show. I don't think the listeners
0: know because it's seamless. Because It's I just not take seamless. Over.
1: It's not because se- I cannot multitask. I'm not a multitasker. <laughs> so it's there. You can go back. You can hear it. You'll be like, and that's, yep, that's when she realized. That's
0: where Erin realizes it's her week.
1: Right. But this (laughs) week, I was sitting at work, and I wrote down two, oh, I wrote down three. And Mm -hmm. I remembered two of them. The third one, I did not remember. So I was going into it. Did you ever remember it. it? No. Okay. I did not. I was going into it, and then... I came across an interesting word. And it has to do with this movie. It is a segue. (gasps) I came across, when I was looking up film noir, black and white visual style with roots in German expressionist cinematography. And in my mind, I went back to the scene in New Jersey of this movie with the long shadows.
0: The very beginning the with the doors? The very fdoors?
1: beginning. The very first scene and the long shadows of the film. And I said, German expressionist cinematography. Yes. Next week, we are doing from
0: 1931.
1: 1931? M. Is for murder? No, it's just M, my. M? What? What? It is just M.
0: I never heard. Mm-hmm. Are you sure we can find it?
1: I did. I went on uh-huh. iTunes to make sure. It what? is 1931. Drama Mystery. In, drama. It's a classic German thriller.
0: Oh, Jamin. Oh my god. And
1: guess who stars in it?
0: Oh, it's got to be Marlena Dietrich. No, she's not in it. Oh,
1: Peter Lorre. Oh, Peter. You do love Peter. I love Peter Lorre. It's also directed by Fritz Lang. Fritz. Yes.
0: So it was between
1: it was between M and Metropolis. And honestly, I went with M because M said it was a drama mystery, and Metropolis said it was drama sci-fi. Good, and I was like, "All right, we're going with M."
0: Wow, I know nothing. Well, again with the German, you know, the German reference. I've heard. I've been
1: I've been circling this film for years. It's always come up. Then I've never seen it. And I was like, well, this is exactly what this podcast is about. It's, it is it's, indeed. It's those movies you've heard of that you haven't seen, but you always hear about. So,
0: Or the ones you've never heard of before, but your film student daughter tells you about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I am. I'm excited. I think we need some Beck's beer and some Bratwurst.
1: Ah, jawohl. Okay. Well, German Expressionists, this this period after the First World War, I mean, they they were, um, a, a lot of the films that you and I like now, their roots come from that. I mean, film noir came from that. So
0: 1931, it's a, is it a, is it a talkie? Do we have talking? I don't know. We're gonna find out together, listeners.
1: It's like Fritz Lang, and I know I know I've heard of Metropolis. I've heard of M. I've never seen them. And then I really liked the Long Shadows and the Noir, and that was the root. And I was like, well, you know what? We're gonna keep this party going another week. We're gonna keep it going.
0: Get down in our Noir with us. We're getting
1: us. down. I rolled in a new keg. Everyone, the party continues. <laughs> I hear an Oopa band starting right now. Oh yeah, I, you know, getting everybody a little bit ready for the World Cup.
0: Oh, be, yes, because we are we are cheering for our
1: Deutschland, Deutschland, the DFB. All righty, greatness, the best never rest.
0: Okay, let's keep it at that, okay?
1: Oh, that's okay, everyone. This is just a precursor to, like, the whole month of June, just so everyone knows. Yeah,
0: yeah. Our life will be involved in the World Cup whether we want it to or not.
1: Bring it all y'all in.
0: It's, <laughs> bring it all, bring in. it all y'all in. Y'all don't have
1: a team. America <sighs> didn't make it. So well, hop yeah. on hop on the old German bandwagon. Cause uh, they're coming here, they're, not- the, they're the new superpower, and um, they've oh, learned some lessons. Getting, that, sounds, that
0: sounds a little. That sounds a little scary.
1: Well, you know what? That's the. the this is the world that has been created. No one okay. is more shocked than the Germans. <laughs>
0: I'm I, I'm doing the autistic rock right now. Yikes!
1: So okay. hey, <laughs> like oh wait, we're responsible for democracy now. <laughs> Oh
0: guys. Wow. <laughs> How that paradigm has shifted.
1: Yeah, what the hell? That's them. <laughs> Seriously? That's all of Europe actually, my god. Really? <laughs> hey,
0: you guys let this happen? Here we go.
1: Yeah. Germany's like, I we don't really like want to be powerful. We're just trying like not to be assholes here. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? <laughs>
0: Okay. I
1: don't know how the world's going to take it. Next week, 1931.
0: M. M. See you then, listeners. Auf
1: Wiedersehen!
0: Petition! Bye-bye! <laughs>